Hello, hi, welcome back. It's been a while since we've been on the pod. And if you're wondering, I'm your host, Lee, or me, Lolan. <laughs> and today we are here with uh, some a kind of famous Michigan player. It's only the winner of Survivor Michigan All-Stars Revenge Tour. <gasps> That's a long title. Sam! Sam, how are you doing? Hey, thanks you. Thank you for the intro, Lee. Uh, I would say that... Uh, I, I myself am quite starstruck being on the LRG podcast with, with the Nilo, uh Lolan. So yeah. great to be here. Yeah, only rare people. Now, now I know no, you're not used to being on a good podcast, so. Nah, not at all. No, Sarah and Jack who? I mean, I they didn't. They they never heard of them. Nope, never heard of them. They never even won Mich- Survivor Michigan. I, I speak to winners only. Yeah. So I guess let's get the big thing out of the way. How does it feel? Well, you've already known you've won, but how does it feel being a winner of Survivor Michigan? I mean, it feels still as surreal now as it did back in 2019. Uh, Maybe a little bit more real now that it's been three years and I've seen it, you know, air on YouTube. But, uh, you know, it it was something that for so long I never believed would be possible. that even during the season, I never thought that I would win. Getting to the end, I was like, well, there's no chance I get to the end, right? Get to the end, like, oh, well, I'll probably lose at Final Tribal, right? Um, and it felt surreal seeing my name come up at Final Tribal Council, and it never really quite sank in. But I guess it probably mostly has at this point, and it feels great. Yeah, I mean, your name was written down six times, tied for the most votes win received with Tarofsky. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. I think that he yeah. had less years, though, probably, right? Yeah. Oh, and Dylan as well. I just remember he got six as well. Oh, was it 6-3? Or what was it? Yeah. Six, Dylan's three. was 6-3. Yours yeah. was 6-3-1. Yep. Yep. So you had more jurors. <laughs> yeah, 10 jurors is a lot. I think that I, had a, I think we had a really good jury in All-Stars. I mean, um, I remember going into Final Tribal thinking that, like, oh, this is going to be the most bitter jury of all time, like, I was prepared for people to go like extremely savage, like very, very like kind of, uh, I thought it was gonna be very negative. Um, but I, I was surprised people were actually, you know, very fair, very positive. Obviously Sarah was maybe a little bit scathing towards Leia, but overall yeah, I thought but it wasn't better. towards you. <laughs> we had a good jury. Yeah. Only a small bit of bitterness, but none towards you, it seemed. Not a ton. I mean, uh, AJ's I mean, you got the maybe a little bit of a tough question. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I answered it well. Yeah, I mean, we have people saying, "Oh, this is one of the worst tribal councils ever." Uh, there's not a lot to compare to. I think it was a really good one. Like all of you answered your questions very well, to the well, point where, know, like, yeah, I mean, it's the first Michigan tribal council, and something we rarely see where every person in the final gets a vote, whether it be for whatever reason. Exactly. I mean, I, I see it as a final tribal where, you know, first of all, it was very much a toss up as to who would win between me and Leia. And even, even Brie, I think, had a chance to win coming in there. Um, as you saw that she got a vote, she had a few people that really wanted to write down her name. So, you know, I think it was probably one of the more um, more balanced final threes that we've seen in the five seasons. And it was a final tribal where I really do think that, you know, the game maybe was won or lost at final tribal. It could have gone a lot of different ways, I think, depending on how it went, how a, that final tribal went. So, 
it, you know, compared to maybe, maybe season three is probably most comparable as far as like kind of, it was kind of open as to who could win the other seasons. I think, you know, Dale, uh, Tarowski, um, who else? I guess maybe Mallory. That Your season? Cool. I guess season two also was pretty tight going into it, but yeah, you know, so that's all you can ask for is a final tribal where people are open to voting anyway and a little bit of excitement to see what would happen. Yeah, especially with what we've been seeing in the recent of actual Survivor seasons, it was nice to actually like, have a tense tribal council where you didn't know who was going to win. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, what did you think was going to happen when you were watching it? Um, well, I was hoping that you would win. You were my winner pick. Um I honestly did not know. I kind of thought it was going to be a three-way tie between all three of you at some point. That would have been funny. Yeah. And, been... well, go going into the final, I thought the final three lineup was going to be slightly different um, in the fact where I thought Andrew would have been there instead of Leia. Yeah. And I was pretty much counting up the answer. Okay, so here's who I think Sam definitely has a vote. Here's who I think Andrew definitely has a vote. These are the deciding factors. Bree, you're having a good time. Yeah. I mean, that was the, I think the sentiment for a lot of people, you know, both fans watching the season and also within the season that, you know, Andrew's going to make it to the end and he's going to win if he makes it there. Uh, that just kind of felt like the way that the story was going for a while. Um, and that's really why we had to cut him in final five is because, you know, he had the story, he had the underdog thing going on. He, the way that he went out his first time with the rocks, I mean, like, it was you could see it. Um, the writing was on the wall. Like we cannot let this guy get to the end. Yeah, because if he definitely got to the end, Bailey a hundred percent voting for him. Yeah. Sarah and Nick most likely going to vote for him. Kevin, he won't vote for you. We assumed. Yeah, so. it's, and I'm not sure how it would have went, but it, it's tough to say because like, it, it, I would be interested in hearing from each juror, like who out of every combination who they would have voted for, because I do think that any of the final five could have won in different combinations of the final three, depending on what happens. And I can see a lot of jurors voting a lot of different ways. So it's it's really tough, but you could tell even it's a final at tribal councils and stuff. Maybe it doesn't come off as much on screen, but like, you know, Andrew would say something and the jury would all like kind of like nod, you know, or somebody yeah. else, Leia would say something and the jury would kind of roll their eyes. Like, I feel like it's things like that that I really started paying attention to maybe around final six and just kind of trying to get an idea for like, who are the, who's the jury rooting for, you know? Yeah. I mean, definitely as a viewer, it definitely came off as that as well. I saw a lot. I even feel like final six, you could see any of the people winning. Mm-hmm. in any situation, even Bailey, even though she has no idea what jury management is. Yeah, That's Bailey played a big game. She played a big game. I think she would have got respect at the end. But, you know, she also would have had some haters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think Sarah would have been too keen to vote for her. Sarah was no. not keen to vote for a good few of these people. If it was Bailey and Leia in the final three, then Sarah just votes for the third person. Problems. Yeah, Bree wins 100%. Maybe Bree should have stuck with the All Girls Alliance because she could have won. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And it's something that I, you know, whether, you know, you, whether you talk to Bree or all the, and all the exit press, I'm, I'm really curious on, uh, on Bree's thoughts and everything because uh, I do think that Bree, there's a lot of combinations which Bree probably could have won. Maybe she herself thought that she couldn't win, um, which is maybe why she, Maybe this isn't that she made near the end, but I think against Andrew and Cooper, she has a good shot. 
I think if she sticks with Bailey and Leia and goes with them to the final three, she she probably has a good shot. Uh, you know, even in the scenario that happened where she literally asked to be voted off and tried to quit, she still had a really good final tribal performance and like got a vote and still had other people that wanted to vote for her. So I, I think maybe Brie was underestimating herself a little bit. I think she had a, a decent chance to win. You know, when we got by the time we got to that finale. Yeah, because it really depends. I know a lot of people were saying like, oh, Andrew's an underdog. He played like a social game. He could easily win. Brie kind of played a similar game, only she just wasn't the underdog. She was just always in the know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brie was definitely always in the know. I think that the thing, I mean, I wrote a Brie kind of compared herself to Mallory at Tribal Council. And like I voted for a Mallory, you know, for Mallory in season two. I think that see i think that there's plenty of people who do respect that kind of mallory type of game or devon you know kind of more of the uh under the radar floater type game and i think that it helped breeze case a lot that she like very much owned that she said yeah that's the strategy i used mallory used that strategy and she won devon got to the end with that strategy um and she she definitely like kind of uh um, emphasized her relationship with uh, the people on the bottom and like making sure they were, were heard and listened to. Uh, so I think she did a lot of really good things and made it some good pitches, but uh, at a certain point, you know, you do need to have some of those big moves on your resume or it's tough to have maybe that pitch against people who have made a lot of those big moves. I think that, you know, I think Leia mentioned a few times in the finale that both me and her had played kind of a more aggressive, like upfront game. And it's, it can be hard to pitch against that specific type of game. Yeah, I think especially since it was an all-star season, I think if Brie played this in, like, a regular season or a season with new players, she would have done, she probably would have gotten a lot more votes. But the fact that it's an all-star season, people want to see the big moves, the drama. They don't want to see a subtle gameplay that, yes, other people have won, but they've won that with first-timers, not everyone having their second chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, I mean, that's one of the things that was in my mind was I ver- I thought a lot about like the story and the overall story. I mean, I had been involved with kind of like the storyboarding and editing for Survivor Michigan for a while by that point. I mean, I we at least had already done season two. I was already working on season three. And one thing that really stuck out to me was thinking about the story of the season and how like being able to pitch a story to the jurors was very important, like kind of like something that like to them would feel like a storybook ending, you know, that would feel, and I, and I know that like things like mentioning the hit list and mentioning like all the things that I had done and kind of like being like, oh, this is an all-star season. This is a revenge tour. Well, here's all the thing. Here's all the people I got revenge on. Um, things like that. Like to me, it, it felt like because of it being an all-star season, uh, the jury the jury might want to hear a specific type of story. And that's kind of the pitch that I made was like, I care about this a lot. I worked my ass off. Here's all the stuff that I did. Here's the revenge I got for the revenge tour. You know, I mentioned the Re- Michigan revenge tour, my very first confessional, my very last confessional on like day one and on like whatever day 100. And I was kind of just really tying it all together in my mind. And I think that's one thing that's important for the jury to hear is like, what is your story? You know, what's like, does this, does the winner like kind of represent the season as a whole? And uh, I think that that's something that I thought a lot about at the end. Yeah. It's something you always hear a lot. It's like, 
who do we want representing our seeds and who represents Survivor Revenge Tour? And I definitely think you are the best candidate for that. I'm not just saying that because you are one of my favorite players. Uh, I definitely think it fit, especially with how you started the season. Uh, should we talk about Techscape? Of course. Love talking about that one. <laughs> yeah, so now I don't know if you've mentioned it at all at some point, the whole sending a message in Discord in general chat we're all guilty of it we've all done it i've seen a survivor or somebody well you watch scotty survivor right uh, i've seen season one yeah uh, okay well uh there's a thing that happens in season two that you'll uh similar outcomes yeah well similar events <laughs> we all love discord <laughs> mm -hmm. so and we heard a lot from aj where it's like you just happened to be meeting with him after that whole event yeah Explain more with like, how does saying in a public chat, your target, I, you're who I want to go home to, you're my number one ally and I don't plan on turning on you. Well, the important thing with like mistakes like that, I thought was just uh, honesty and being genuine. Um, I think that I would have been a lot worse off if I had tried to like minimize it or like sweep it under the rug or maybe like lie about it. I didn't opt to do any of those routes. I really just explained like to everyone in the tribe, like, Hey, like I did that. Like, yeah, it was an accident. I'm sorry. Those are just my thoughts. I think that it, what everybody understood was that it wasn't like, you know, this was only like beginning of day three or something. We had like a whole bunch of more days until tribal council. I hadn't even spoke one-on-one -on -one to most of the people in the tribe yet at that point. So it very much was just kind of like, here's what's on my mind right now, just kind of tossing out ideas. I did that a lot in my producer chat. We just like toss out random ideas at the wall and 99% of them I never went through with. Like there was one whole bit I had about like, oh, I should bring Megan and Kevin to the final three. Like, that'd be hilarious final three. You know, I would throw stuff at the wall all the time on my producer chat and most of them weren't, you know, very like serious ideas. They were just kind of, I put up my stream of consciousness into my producer chat. And I think that the rest of my tribe understood that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I said that, but like, that isn't, that doesn't represent exactly what I'm going to do at tribal council. I still had to talk with AJ. I haven't talked with Megan yet. You know, I haven't talked with uh, you know, a lot of people yet. Aaron, I haven't talked with Aaron yet. So um, first of all, I was just explaining exactly where my mind was at. And second is specifically with AJ. It was, I think like I went into that meeting very, um, nervous and upset because like i felt like oh i just tanked my game i could be going home now aj came in that meeting very nervous and upset because like their name images i just thrown out their name like aj's thinking like i could go home now so both of us came into that meeting feeling like i could go home and i don't want to go home and we very quickly realized like oh we both feel this way but we also both want to work with each other and if we do that then both of us can be more secure in the game. So we, we, we realize that there's an opportunity to like protect each other. Um, and also I think that like AJ really wasn't upset with me because I explained in the meeting, like, Hey, I threw your name out. This is true, but I only threw your name out because I heard it first from Akshay and you know, at, which was true. Akshay was the one that threw out AJ's name to me. Akshay came to me and said, Hey, we can vote off Lucy or we can vote off AJ. And when I went to AJ and said that, I was like, listen, like, I'm sorry I threw your name out, but I only did that. It was only in my head because Akshay threw it out to me. AJ suddenly, like, 
is not really upset with me anymore. All of their uh, anger was now pointed towards Akshay. So in that meeting, I managed to like make an alliance and also kind of take the heat off of myself and throw all of it onto Akshay instead. Yeah. Thank you, Austin. Appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll we'll do a <laughs> confessional for uh, All Stars three together. How about that? Yeah, All Stars three, where uh, you come back as the reigning champion, where you, Tom, and uh, trying to think of it. you and Tom final two. There is no final three. Oh, I'm down for that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I want to work with Tom forever. I tried to work with Tom in this game. I really tried to help him. I gave. I did yeah. what I could. I almost gave him my fake idol. Actually, that was another. Well, I didn't know it was fake at the time, but I was almost like, ooh, what uh, if I on my idol that I just found? And I was like, no, nah, that's a bit too much. You know, what if it's real? Uh, probably be he, had his own he had his own fake idol to play. Well, yeah, uh, he didn't have one, though. I told him, I was like, Tom, this, this part wasn't in the episode. I'm like, Tom, you should make an idol and, like, play it. Like, make a fake note. I'll, I'll help you out. I'll give you stuff. Like, you need to, like, absolutely freak them out. And I don't think he did that part. But he did kind of throw Emily in yeah, I kind of, I kind of made, I found it was funny like the first three episodes, and then once episode four came, it's like when Will went home, it's like this is the first elimination where Sam had not had an impact on, because yeah, you tried to cause chaos with Tom, you're kind of the reason why Paddock went home. Yeah, we can get into the whole Dylan of it all in a few minutes, and then that when Will so went home, it's fun. like finally something that Sam isn't to blame for. It's funny because I did, I had heard all the stuff about the Will and Kevin, Will versus Kevin, and like Will had been talking to me because the two of us were kind of close allies at that point. And like, I remember um, Will was like begging, begging me and begging a and AJ, like, please, like, if you have an idol, please give it to me. I need it. I remember like, the thing that AJ is like, like, you could give Will, give Will your idol, you know, like, he's like, yeah, but like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, yeah, that's probably a good decision. Like... You know, yeah, like, same have a connection with them. You know, we need this idol for later. But it was like very briefly considered that like we could give Will the idol, and you know, I'm, I think that it ended up working out that we gave it to Lucy because that essentially put Lucy on the jury and gave, and that was a jury vote that I needed in the end. So at least yeah. something came out of that one. But I, you know, getting I'm getting distracted distracted from the point. Yeah, could not help <laughs> Will sadly. Yeah, sorry, Will, but we got a great episode out of it. Yep, that was a great episode. Uh, Kevin Kevin brings the TV every single time. I mean, watching that one back, it's like a Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> I think, like, whenever Kevin's involved, logic just goes out the window. I think that's the thing. Like, Kevin, in this game, like, he's playing a character. He's playing for entertainment. And I think that that's something that, as players in the game, we didn't really understand at the time. But you need to understand that to work with Kevin. Otherwise, like, if you're pitching something to Kevin, you don't pitch based on logic. You pitch based on, like, this will be so entertaining if we do this. This will be so – and that's what will get Kevin on board. Like, oh, you know how, like, insanely, like, evil, entertaining, and crazy this will be and how much chaos we can cause? Like, you can make that kind of pitch. Kevin's like, oh, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> Kevin's team good TV. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, he's all about that axis of evil, if only if it was real. You know, it's if only it was. If only it was. I, I think those people yeah. legitimately all did want to work with each other. They just uh, were never really able to all get on the same tribe. But you know, the, the Megan or have a group chat. Real. Aaron did want to work with Kevin. Kevin and Megan were kind of always seen together a little bit. 
who else? Jackson. Yeah. Jackson and Kevin yeah. kind of had a connection, but also Jackson didn't want to work with him. Like it was, it was a whole thing, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm still like thinking back when that episode aired and you listed all those people. It's like the four most evilest players in the game, Megan and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. all players. Pretty funny. Not quite true, but you know, it's all uh, it's all a matter of you know how are you pitching it to the other players though. Um, Jackson and Kevin are definitely. I think those are those ones. Oh, are yeah. Megan, at least, uh, you know, Megan was a hero, but she also was not a perfect hero. She did also have her fair share of lying. I mean, everybody lies in Survivor. Name yeah. one person who tells the truth. Um, who tells the truth the most? I don't you can't know. even say production because they lied as well. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, probably Jackson, had that. probably Jackson told the truth the most often, and at least in this season. Yeah, yeah, actually, probably because he barely talked to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does have all those fake idols that he made. <laughs> that is true. That's true. It's deceptive, but he didn't ever like lie and say this is real. He just, you know, just kind of put him there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you mentioned Aaron. Let's get into that whole debacle this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. It was mentioned in the final tribal council when the swap happened, when you picked Aaron for the sole purpose to vote her off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely an evil moment. Acts of evil worthy, I would say. Yeah, True. Actually, I don't know where I'm going. I guess just let's talk about the moment. I mean... Could we say biggest betrayal or, like, biggest evilest moment in Survivor Michigan history? Uh, I mean, I feel like Kevin... The biggest betrayal has what Kevin did to Will. But... Because me and Aaron, you know, we didn't have... We were not on the same page. We didn't have an alliance with each other. So it definitely, to me, felt like... You know, this was... It definitely felt like, oh, like, this kills me to do this because i know this is like very brutal thing to do um because yeah i literally was picking her to vote her out um but also you know keep in mind at the time i wasn't sure whether it was going to be tribes of four or tribes of eight and i didn't want to put myself in a position where i drafted four people that i wanted to work with and then had to vote one of them out i would have rather drafted one person if in a case of a scenario that it was tribes of four i needed to have one person to vote off and i you know, preferred not to vote off Kevin or Jesse. Um, or I guess Megan was still there. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I Aaron was the person there. I felt was the biggest threat out of everybody. And yeah, I think that the way I explained it to Bailey is the way I still feel about it. Sure, it was brutal, but I felt like it was the best move logically. And even though it was a hard thing to do, I, I felt like I had to do make the best strategic decision for myself. And that's what it was. <laughs> I still look back at that moment, just like, wow, this is how you know the game is real. <laughs> As the thing is, as much criticism as certain people have had on the season that like, oh, like people played with their friends. They weren't willing to like go against their friends or, you know, do, you know, whatever, do big moves and stuff. I was like, that isn't really, that didn't really influence how I played. Like Aaron was my friend. But I was like, whatever, this is a game. Cooper was my friend. I was trying to get rid of him too. It's like, that didn't factor in for me at all. I just wanted to win. 
Yeah, I think the friendship alliance thing was definitely the biggest thing because uh, the one person that would go on about it, it was very, it was like their whole story. So it just happened yeah. with the whole Leia list, hit list. Lists were very fun this season. There were a lot of lists. Yeah. I mean, your hit list got to a point where it had pretty much the entire cast on it. Yeah. Who from the cast is not on the list or was never written on the list? Well, Brie and Leia were never on the list. Um, Will was never on the list. Tom was never on the list. Uh, I mean, Akshay was never on the list because I made the list after. Uh, he was, yeah, he was sent home by then. Uh, I think it's like the first five people and then the two people you sat at the end with. Basically, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, like, you know, I, obviously, like, the list was not that serious of a thing. It was more so, like, I knew it would be a funny, I just thought it'd be entertaining to do in confessional. And at a certain point, I figured that it would be a good prop if I did make it to the end that I could be like, oh, look at this. I crossed everybody off. So uh, if you put everybody on the list except for your final three, then basically it meant like if I make it to the final three with Brie and Leia, I would have every name crossed off. So it was kind of like purposeful on my part at a certain point. Um, That's also why I was like, it wasn't literally what determined why I wanted to lay it and breed in the final three. But at a certain point, like maybe around final nine, final eight or so, I felt like this is the best final three for me. These people will never turn on me. And like everyone else is on the list anyways. Like it all just lined up. Yeah, very different lists. Uh, and then we have Leia's list where yeah. it's pretty much the opposite. Where yeah. these are the list of people where I refuse to vote off, and it was pretty much the entire cast. Yeah. See, the, the difference is that in my list, I can cross off all the names and be able to say that I was successful. But Leia was always fighting a losing battle to where she had six or seven people on the list, but could only go to the end with two of them. So now she's going to have to betray half of the people on that list, no matter what. Um, and it has to kind of be explaining like, oh, either this was strategy or I was hypocritical. That's a much harder thing to pitch to a jury than here's the people I wanted to get rid of, and I got rid of all of them. I think, similar to how yours, I think it was by the time Final 8 or 7 arrived, where everyone was on the list except for one person, and that would be the one per that being Andrew, the one person she would constantly want to vote, but couldn't because yeah. of yeah. immunity or idols. Yep. Well, yeah, I that's mean, the thing. Final 7, you know, Leia didn't get a lot of heat for it, but her decision was inherently non-strategic, right? Like she could have chosen to betray either Adam or Bailey, refused to do both, and voted for Andrew knowing that she could get idled out as a result and kind of got lucky that she wasn't because Bree changed her vote. Um, so that, that one was a, I do respect her for sticking to her morals. And I think that that's something that a lot of people in the game respected, but you know, inherently wasn't probably a good strategic decision. No, I mean, we did see a biter at the end with certain people's votes. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you, Sarah. Thanks for an entertaining speech. Very entertaining speech. Yeah, I got a lot of clips for my videos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I make too many of those. Those are great. <laughs> and we met, We quickly mentioned it, but let's go to the double tribal, a tribal mm -hmm. where you did not have, were a part of, but you were a part of. Yeah. You didn't have to attend, but of course, in true Sam fashion, you have to be a part of it. Oh, of course. Where you, where we try to get out Cooper James. 
We try to save fan favorite Lucy because the fans already hate us. We can't give them more reason to. Yeah. And could you just tell us like uh, what the story behind the whole let's get out Cooper? How did that come to play? Well, it's funny that actually it started off of something that wasn't necessarily on film, but uh, right before the swap, I actually had a dinner with Will. Me and Will went and met at like a, at a Hopcat, got some burgers. And Will basically was telling me how like, hey, like me and Kevin are working closely together. We're kind of concerned about this whole like season one and two potential alliance. Like they kind of were saying that like Cooper is like the kingpin of the game at this point. And everyone's too afraid to throw Cooper's name out. And I was like, I'm not afraid to throw Cooper's name out. Like if you guys want Cooper out, like I'm totally down with that. Like I want Cooper out too. And we kind of like had an understanding that like, oh, listen, like we both kind of want Cooper out. Like this is, I was like, so that's the first time in my mind that I, I, just, I wanted Cooper out, but I figured that everyone else is too afraid and wouldn't be willing to say his name. But Will saying his name was the first time I realized that like, oh, other people want Cooper out and aren't afraid to say his name. So it really started churning my head. Then I found out from Megan that uh, the only, re the, the reason that Megan had flipped was because she had heard that, uh, oh, I, Sam is telling everyone that I'm, me and Jackson are dating. Um, and she thought that I had told that to Aaron. But the truth was I only told Cooper and Cooper had told that to Aaron and thrown me under the bus. So I was able to figure out that Cooper had basically almost gotten me voted off by interfering and, and telling information to Megan. And that Cooper was really the biggest reason that kind of like had destroyed my relationship with Megan. Um, or that he had basically like told this information and it really kind of destroyed our alliance and almost got me voted off. So at that point I'm like, all right, like screw Cooper. Like I need to get this guy out. And, you know, then I realized like, okay, Cooper's also trying to get rid of Lucy. He's obviously like trying to weaken my alliance. Um, and I figured, and I was like figuring that out because no one would tell me where the votes were going. I felt like Lucy's probably a goner, right? Like no one else is telling me what's going on. So I asked Leia very straight up, like, please just like, no matter what happens, like, just don't lie to me. Please just tell me what happens, like, regardless of what happens. So that after I sent that text, Leia says like, okay, like me and you need to meet up before tribal. We meet up and she tells me like, all right, like, yeah, we are going to vote off Lucy. Um, so she's kind of like implies like, yeah, but if an idol's played for Lucy, you know, wouldn't be the worst thing. Like, it'd be great if you guys could get rid of Sarah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. You know, I'll see what I can do. And then I was instantly like, all right, like, yeah, we are playing an idol for Lucy, but like, I'm, we had to get, I, I was like, I have no beef with Sarah. Why would I want Sarah out? Sarah just voted with me to try to get and got Aaron out of the game. Cooper's someone that's like actively tanking my game. Like, let's make a move. Everyone else is too afraid to throw Cooper's name out. Everyone else is too afraid to make a move. Like, I'm not afraid. I don't give a shit. Let's get Cooper out. So I came to Adam with a plan. They was like, hey, you know, this is where the votes are going. We can make a move. We can get Cooper out. What do you think? And Adam was into it. Then uh, that was basically all I did. And then um, I didn't really know what happened after that point. I know there's a lot of other stuff of like, oh, let's involve Kevin. Let's like, I just get save Jackson. Let's get two people out. And I was kind of like, all right, like you guys, you know, you do you. I don't care. Like, I just want Cooper out. I just want to save Lucy. Um and a bunch of other stuff went down with the fake idols and Jackson and Kevin. And I wasn't really sure what happened with all of that, you know, but, uh, you know, obviously it failed. 
um, if because I didn't realize there was a separate plan to get Jesse out. If it, if the votes had gone the way I thought they were, which were split only on Jackson and Lucy, then putting an idol on Lucy would mean that Cooper would go home with one vote. And that's what I thought would happen. Um, what I didn't realize is because of the Jesse vote, the votes were split much more than I realized. And, uh, you know, as a result, no one in that tribal council really got the result they wanted because there was like three simultaneous plans and they all messed up each other. Yeah. I mean, looking back, uh, when, especially when I talked to Jackson, um, if he just simply voted for Cooper, he would have been safe. This had just yeah. been four canceled for Lucy, three votes for Jesse, two for Cooper, one for Jackson. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but, in true Jackson style, the only person that can take him out is himself. That's the thing is, you know, I can't blame him too much because everything was really confusing and happened very last minute. Um, but he was the only person that actually had all the information. As much as people talk about, like, oh, Jackson was screwed, Jackson had no shot, whatever. I'm like, well... Jackson actually, at this point in the game, had more information than anybody else. And he actually had multiple groups that were trying to work with him. You know, my I kind of wanted to work with the Jackson and Megan, get Cooper out. Uh, same with Kevin and, and AJ. Then there's, like, this whole plan for uh, Andrew and Sarah. They wanted to save Jackson and get Jesse out. So uh, Jackson actually, at this point, had several options. And I think that just due to the nature of how the votes ended up splitting and uh, – the twist to that at that tribal council is what really sent him home. But and it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, I think that he actually had a decent chance at, at making it pretty far if he had made it through that tribal council. Yeah, potentially, because he would have had him and Megan dynamic duo. And then I feel like if Cooper would have went, he would have had Bailey coming for you. You would have Leia probably putting you all on her hit on her actual hit list. Yeah. No more friendship list would have been a hit list. Yeah. And then you would have had just a lot of stuff happening. Game would have opened up a lot. And I think that everyone would have needed numbers. And at that point, Jackson and Megan, rather than being seen as like easy votes or threats, they would have been seen as a, a two numbers that you could like use for your side. So I think that's already kind of how they were starting to be viewed. It's like, oh, like we could get Jackson and Megan. That's two votes. People wanted votes at the merge. You like you want numbers on your side. Yeah, and definitely would also been interesting since um, it would have ultimately affected the three-person tribal that happened after. Because yeah, yeah, if Jackson was still there instead of Cooper, it really would have depended on which tribe would have lost. Because I've said this multiple times. Yeah, depending on the challenge. Because I said this multiple times. Let's say if it was. To plan and Lucy and Jackson went home, Jesse would have just been the next vote. Like Jesse and Lucy would have just switched places because what? Cooper would have used his phantom vote. Oh, because yeah. if it was Jesse, Andrew, and Leia on that tribe. Yeah, then it just would have been Jesse being the first jury member instead of Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. If that tribe lost again, which they probably Cooper were. Would have, <laughs> definitely would have just still saved Andrew. Yeah. Jesse would have been gone. Yeah, he has to <laughs> gonna say save his puppy dog but i should probably stop saying that <laughs> yeah if cooper goes home at that tribal council it, it then changes a lot because now that tribe is gone yeah the phantom vote is gone now you have jackson andrew lucy and leia um i have no clue what happened had, maybe they go to rock jackson probably oh yeah jackson probably goes on that tribal because i think lucy leia and andrew would just work together well i don't know if andrew would though 
Andrew, why would Andrew want to vote with uh, Lucy and Leia? Uh, I don't know. I think mm, to make sure it's not him. That's I mean, not at that I point, think of. Jackson, they're probably throwing out Jackson. Also, like, why would, I mean, Lucy probably would want Jackson out, but uh, this is a scenario where um, Lucy and Jackson just work together to get Cooper out. They both wrote on Cooper's name. So they also have a reason to potentially work with each other. Maybe Leia goes home. I mean, Leia probably is like pissed at Lucy. She's pissed at the whole world for getting rid of Cooper. Um, maybe, you know, she's pissed at me. Uh, she's pissed at everybody. So maybe they decide to get rid of her. She's pissed I at production. I think Leia just walks at that point. She just quits. I know she wouldn't, wouldn't actually she do that. But... Most of quitting that week, even when Cooper didn't go home, she didn't want to quit. Little bit. Yeah, so. it seemed like that week affected a lot of people. Like everyone's saying, like Lucy was like throwing up in a bush. Yeah, she people was. People were crying. Uh, there was a bit. There was a bit much. Uh, all the. I mean, I, I, I'm. I can't. I was on the outside of that tribal, so I can't judge too much. But you know. Yeah, like, imagine if you were. Not for me. I was just annoyed that Cooper didn't go home, but I was not. <laughs> we could see it on your. <laughs> we saw it on your face. You were pissed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt like, damn, now, now, like, all of a sudden, you know, Cooper didn't go home, and now everyone's going to be asking questions about why Cooper, why there's this whole plan to get rid of Cooper. Uh, I think that AJ and I managed to make it out of that. Kind of, uh, I thought for sure, like, damn, we're, Cooper's going to be coming after us super hard at the merge, but it's not really the way that it shook out. Yeah, somehow you and AJ managed to survive the merge despite being down in numbers. Yep. Um, thanks, AJ, to talking to Bailey. That was big. That was big. Uh, I was... also kind of want to mention one quick yeah. thing before the merge, and um, this is definitely something I want to ask Cooper if I ever get him on this. Why would you keep an advantage in an unlocked drawer? <laughs> Why would you, you know... not throw that thing away when you're done, or at least lock it? I mean, you want to keep it for maybe nostalgic reasons, and uh, I, I just don't think that he suspected anyone to go into his room. But it's just like Survivor, you know, you you people search your bags. Uh, so by the same principle, people can search your room. You know, he got a... I, I, he didn't see it coming. He was very shocked when I told him that Leia had done that, but it doesn't necessarily out of bounds. Yeah, I'm just so surprised. Like, it's somebody like Cooper. How do you not lock your room and just expect everyone to be searching through it? I don't know. How do you just I not never, lock your room in general? It never occurred to me to do that. I don't even know which room is Cooper's. Just look through all the roommates' rooms. Like, okay, which one's this one survivor yeah. related that's not production? I just never came to mind. But props to Leia. Props to Leia. That was a great moment on her. Yeah, I mean, it was like one of the few moments where the fans was like, ooh, maybe we can actually root for Leia. She's doing something against Leia law. Yeah, she did a lot. She did a lot of that kind of stuff. It's just that she didn't really own up to it at the very end. But like, you know, Leia was a very calculated player, very strategic, very calculated. I mean, we we didn't really, you didn't really see a lot of me and Leia like meeting up in the in the show, like in the merge. But that's because like, most of our conversation was over text, but we were like in communication literally like constantly about every single piece of information that either of us had heard, especially near the end. You know, we were sharing it back and forth all the time, strategizing about every single little thing down to the most minor detail. 
like uh and yeah she has a great mind for the game she's very very strategic very calculated she thinks about everything every single angle um and i don't know if like you know a lot of what she says in confessionals about loyalty and and lists and everything which is definitely a big part of her game but you know i don't know if she gives so much credit for just how strategic and calculated she really was yeah i think it's just her morals this is going to sound very horrible her morals kind of get in the way of her game which is not a bad thing because like great you have morals you're a decent person that doesn't always translate to survivor (laughs) there were certain i would say final seven final four were probably two votes where it did it did get maybe get in the way a little bit final four especially you know she wanted to vote off brie like she that if she had her way brie would have went home that vote and because like it morally felt like a more noble thing to do for her but strategically i just felt like that doesn't make any sense. Bree just has to, to be voted off. Cooper will never stop fighting. You know, why would you want to bring Cooper to the end and, and vote Bree out when you could go get rid of the big threat and bring Bree to the final tribal who, you know, the jury just saw her try to quit. Like, how are they going to vote for a person that just tried to quit the game? So, you know, it, it really like, I, I definitely did agree with Leia on a lot of the moralistic and like uh, kind of like, loyalty I, I i believed a lot in loyalty and that did influence my game but there is an extent to where i i think that i was more willing to make some of these tough uh maybe more brutal type decisions and, and leia really just didn't want to do that and you know it, it really just speaks to her character and how that's just that's just who she is you know um i think that andrew really respected that and he talked about that in the round table and the final tribal um, that's just her personality. But there were times, and I agree with you, that maybe it did get away a little bit of like decisions that she was making. Yeah, I mean, whenever we play Spire, we always have those one or two people. It's like we just don't want to write their thing down regardless. Yeah. Um, I feel like she still could have just voted for Bree and caused a tie. Between Bree and Cooper? Well, no. Like, yeah, kind of. She, she didn't want to do that, though, because let's say that she votes for Bree. And she could have caused a tie, but in that case, Leia's not 100% sure that Cooper and Bree aren't writing her name down. Um, oh, okay. In that case, what if I vote for Cooper, Leia votes for she Bree. She votes for Bree, and then those two vote Bree for, for her. She goes home. And that's where, that's where her worry was. Like, yeah, what if I unintentionally oh, okay, that makes more make sense. myself go home? So she basically felt like no matter what happens, I need to vote the same way as Sam and at least give myself you know, a tie at the final four. Oh, okay, that makes more sense because I was like, you could, it was like she could just vote for Bree, cause to tie, and then I was like, well, maybe she doesn't want Cooper to go home the exact same way she went home, just in the same I, placement. I mean, I can't speak for Leah, but I would not be surprised if she knew for a fact that Cooper and Bree were voting separately than each other. That she may have voted for Bree um, because I think that she did want, she wanted to abide by Bree's wishes to go home. And she also, I think a part of her like hated to see Cooper go out the way that he did, like basically begging to have its chance and then wanting it much more than Bree wanted it, I think was hard for her to see. And, you know, I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, we all, when somebody is there sitting there being like, vote me off. I don't want to be here. Even if it is like, she generally doesn't want to be there or 
it's just an in the moment saying, I want to get this argument over and done with. And then you had like someone like Cooper James, who was like hosted three seasons, continued on this club, begging to just get to the final. It's like, ah, it's like one is the right decision, but one, it's not like both are the right decision in different ways. One's the yeah. right head decision, the other's the right heart decision. Yeah, exactly. And even, you know, even though, like I said, same summer as the Aaron thing, I felt like it was the right decision for my game. But that didn't mean that I didn't feel bad about it. Like, I, I did feel bad about it. I felt horrible, like, at that tribal council, like, seeing, just seeing uh, how impacted Cooper was. Because, um, like, I care about the game just as much as he did. You know, I, I we both cared about the game an enormous amount. So I could relate with how he felt. I mean, I think that really is at, at the statue all the time that Cooper and I spent there. Like, I gained enormous respect for him and how he was playing the game just because I knew how much he cared. And I knew he would put, he would do anything to get to the end. And I felt like I would do anything to get to the end also, which is why on one hand, like I felt really bad putting him off. But on the other hand, I felt like I can't let this guy get to the end. I know he'll do anything to win. Yeah. I mean, you two were standing for eight hours in the Michigan cold. Yeah. On, well, not for most of it, but on one foot, hand on a statue. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced both of you. I'm surprised neither an ambulance wasn't called at some point. I mean, I'll say that like it doesn't. It, I don't know if how much it comes across on a screen how painful that one leg part was, but like at a certain point, your leg muscle kind of gives out, and you're using other muscles in your body to keep your leg off of the ground, like you're using your hip, and like. That was where you see Cooper and I at the end being like, I literally cannot walk home. And that was the honest truth. Like, I was worried I wouldn't be able to walk for days at that point because we, I couldn't put any weight in my other leg. I literally couldn't. Like, Brady, we basically, I put my arm around Brady, Cooper and his other arm. Like, he kind of, like, walked us to the car. Matthew Israel drove us home. And when I got to my apartment complex, I couldn't get up and walk. So, Brady, like, kind of, like, dragged me to my door and then I got like opened the door and like had to crawl through the hallway to my apartment. And like it took forever to get my clothes off because I couldn't like stand up, put any weight in my leg. I was like, well, am I gonna be able to walk again? Like, what is the deal with this? After a day or so, I was fine. My leg was all right, still sore, but like it it was like uh it was very painful. I was worried I messed <laughs> up my leg. I can only imagine. I mean and you and Leia prepared. You went to the adult diaper store and everything. Yep. We did. And we then, did. I was happy well, with my Meyer B roll, kind of like a vlogging the whole thing. I'm glad that got in. <laughs> and then poor Leia accidentally took her hand off just to hug Bree. Oh, that was so if... brutal. I I still wonder if Bree Bree says that this was an accident, but I was like, man, if Bree had like done that like in calculated way to get Leia out, that would have been so brutal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, think it's like, okay, is Brie like really smart about this, or was that purely by accident? I feel like if Leia did go to Final Four, she could have easily claimed that as a move. It could oh, have been uh, a complete lie, but I, if she had, then I, I, I Brie definitely should have claimed that at Final Tribal. She probably would have. Um, yeah. Have uh, uh. So when would you say was the moment you decided yet? Yeah, Bree and Leia are my final two. Well, my final three. 
Uh, probably after Emily B went home, my final eight. I know there have been some times before then where I was already kind of thinking about it, like, because at the very, at the merge, right, it was me, Adam, Leia, and Bree. We were the four that were left out of Bailey's eight. So in my mind at that point, I was like, all right, screw the other eight of them. They're all on the list. Like they're all gone. They're all like gone to me. They're dead to me. Like I want the final four to be me, Adam, Leia, and Bree. Like I thought that as soon as the final 12th, even before that, like when it was, it was basically Lucy, Adam, Leia, Bree, they're the only people that have my back. The rest of them, I could care less. So even from early on, like the combined tribal, those are the people that had had my back and had had the back of my allies. So those are the people I wanted to go far with. Um, but it was really after the Emily, Emily B went home that I started to solidify things with Leia and Bree and made my, and that's when I, you see the episode, I made a final three with them. And part of that was also because, you know, Adam was somebody who, I wasn't sure about his loyalty to me. Um, there were like times during the early merge where I knew that like Adam was throwing my name out a lot. And I was hearing things about how like, yeah, Adam thinks that like, that he can't beat you. You know, people were kind of, there was this impression that like Adam had been riding my coattails, which I did not personally agree with, but that was the impression other players had had. So I was, so he was worried like, well, I need to get rid of Sam. Otherwise I can't win. And I knew that that is the way that Adam was thinking about things. So to me, I just like felt like I couldn't fully trust him. And I felt like he's been, I'm going to get stabbed in the back at some point. But Leia and Bree were two people where I felt like not only can I beat them at the end, but I think that they'll be loyal to me to the end. Um, and so those, that really is what went into my decision is like, who can I, who can I, do I feel like I can match up with that final tribal and have a good pitch against? but also who is like going to be loyal to me. Um, and I felt like I had both of those things. Yeah. And it worked out at the end. You did win. You did. Yeah. did. Leia was like, it was not so not necessarily, I didn't see Leia as someone who was like extremely beatable either. Like I felt like Leia was, I thought that was a very 50, 50 chance between the two of us, to be honest. And like, I recognize she was a very good player, but a part of me also liked the idea of like, we've been partners, like we're final twos. We're both good competitors and we both have very different games. Like, let's go to the end and let's fight it out, you know? Uh, may the best player win type thing. And I kind of like the idea of like, let's let's go to the end against, like, we're both competitors. Let's go to the end as competitors and as partners and like fight it out. Um, yeah, sort of like a Domin Window from Ghost Island. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought that there was honor in that. Um, and I like the idea of that. And uh, so that also, you know, I didn't necessarily see Leia as like a goat. I definitely didn't see that. Not even Bree either. You know, I, I thought they were both good competitors. I thought that if I thought there was a 0% chance of winning against them, that may have influenced my decision. But I felt like all of us have a good shot. So let's just ride it out. Yeah. Was there anyone that you were convinced you did have a 0% or like, or was like, okay, if I'm definitely with this person in the end, there's a high chance I'm not winning. Well, I thought that I didn't match up well against Andrew, especially when we got to the final five, just because even though I felt like I played a better game, I felt like I had been in the majority more often and like making, you know, I had been influencing the votes. I felt like the, the jury is going to vote for Andrew. If Andrew gets to the end, he will win. I also felt like with, uh, with AJ, Adam, um, We've been part, we made a lot of the same moves with each other. 
But like, I didn't find the idol. That was what AJ did. I didn't go to Bailey and flip the merge vote. That's what AJ did. And I came in with way more relationships than AJ came in with. So if we got to the final tribal council, regardless of any perception the jury had, like when we're giving our speeches, AJ's going to say like, I saved Sam, Sam at the beginning of the game. I found the idol. I flipped the merch. I came in knowing nobody, but I still made it here anyways. So why would you reward Sam over me? That's, that's what the pitch is going to be. And I could honestly see the jury voting for that. You know, Kevin, Sarah, Megan, you know, people are going to vote for that. I, that's so I felt like people like Adam, um, Andrew, uh, once we, maybe even Megan, once we started getting to that point, it, it wasn't, I felt like sure strategy and influence over the game are important, but at a certain point, you just got to think about like, what's everyone's pitch going to be and what, what kind of pitch is the jury going to respond well to. And I, I would, I think I preferred to go up against someone like Leia or Bree who had played more of like a, um, who had been like, I felt like I could match up better with them and give a better argument against them than someone like Andrew or Adam. I feel like if it was a fan deciding the winner, Megan would definitely win 100%. Yeah, Megan, honestly, it, as much as people have said, it's, and people in the game viewed Megan as somewhat of a goat because Megan hadn't really influenced a lot of things in the game. And Megan also, in a lot of the meetings, kind of came off like just kind of like complaining or saying like, oh, like, I know I have no chance, so like yada yada. Please don't vote me out. I saw this dude pretty much just like going to meetings and say like, "No one wants me to win. Like, what was me? Like, please, like, just don't vote me out. I'm not a threat." But people viewed her in the game that way. But I felt like people aren't giving Megan enough credit. Megan had also she was the underdog, right? And I knew that she was the underdog, just like Andrew was. That person gets to the end, suddenly like they have a very good story. And the jury wants to vote for who has a good story. You know, Megan could say, like, I got screwed over the beginning of this game by Abby, and I managed to make it here anyways. And mm -hmm. I came in here knowing from season four, knowing so few people. I started playing this game so early with Jackson. And look at all the all the things I had to overcome to make it here. Uh, and I think that would, that would be a very, you know, attractive pitch. So I just felt like you cannot count anybody out. You really can't because you don't. People all have a different story they can pitch in the end. And I felt like, uh, you know, Megan and Adam, even if people in the game didn't necessarily respect them at that point, like if they made it to the end, they would have very compelling pitches. Yeah, anyone could win, even Kevin in some oh, definitely. definitely. I think anyone could win. And the rest of the way that if you look at the people in the merge, everyone was playing hard. You know, maybe compared to other seasons, is I think the season where you can say the most of any of them of every single person was playing hard. And so every single person would have a valid pitch if they got to the end. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps that it's all-stars. Like, nobody this season, there was no cap this season. No, no. And I say that was good practice to dealing with difficult players, being her producer. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there was no cat as much as... I love Kat, and she's entertaining. But, you know, everyone in this season cared and, and played hard. Uh, random question about being a producer. Do you get assigned a player, or do you guys pick which one you want to produce? So uh, it kind of started off as, like, you know, you get assigned a player, but there's times where, like, somebody might not be able to, like, maybe they're busy, so they ask if someone else can record a confessional. 
maybe your person gets voted off early. So now you are free to like help out and do other people. So like, I think in season four originally, like I was assigned with Tom, but once Tom went home, I was kind of floating around. Like I would film with anyone. Oh, okay. Cause I always wondered like whenever, like when the season four people are doing their talks and they'd always be like, Oh yeah. Uh, this person was my producer. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I wonder why they're, they were producers. Yeah. Like for example, I want to say that, uh, Kevin was Megan's producer. Aaron was Jackson's producer. Uh, Kat's girlfriend, Jack's girlfriend, Kat was his producer, but also like I was friends with Jack. So I would record, you know, meetings of like Jack and Camila or Jack and Megan or whatever. So like I wasn't either producer, but I would be around. So I would film stuff. It's very much like people are assigned to a person, but also like anyone can record anyone. And how did the producer think? English. Did the producer thing happen again with season five or was just all like everybody film your own confessionals where you've done this before? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that Brady was my, like technically my producer for season five, but also like, you know, I recorded a lot of stuff on my own. So there's maybe only a few times where Brady, like specifically was like, Oh, we should film a confessional together because I just like film myself all the time anyways. Yeah, we either get you with your Yoshi back wall or your Saved by the Bell shirt. Exactly, exactly. I want to say that the one where Brady, uh, the one I specifically remember Brady filming me is there's one where like I'm sitting on my chair in my apartment and I was being like super savage in that confessional because like I Brady was like laughing every time I said something really savage. So I was just like zingers left and right because he was like, he was just laughing at him. Um, so I remember Trying that. Trying to get those episode titles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then when you weren't filming confessionals, you were getting drunk and stripping at the fountain. It's true. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, the amount of times you lads took your shirts off throughout. I want to say the entire season. Yeah, the entire season. I remember you stripping again when you won the final five immunity. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was many times. Many times. Uh, I was yeah. on the rolling team, so I had to had to show up the rolling guy. Oh, fun! Oh yeah, uh, rolling. That was large part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You rode? Uh, yeah. Family rode. Father, mother, sister. Oh, me nice. a little bit. Dragged all over the place for regattas. Yeah, gotta love the crew. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I actually um was on the rowing team with Jesse at the time of All Stars, and like. There are a few times. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing I that. She would be my coxswain. Um, and we would talk at, at rowing practice about the game sometimes. Uh, so that was cool. <laughs> it's funny how, like, everyone just, like, weirdly connects with each other, whether it would be pre-seasoning stuff, being on the same season, or just happen to be in, like, the same majors, or yeah. uh, Bailey seeing everybody in passing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. We're all just college students and we're, you know, survivors and the only thing that we had in common. People had different clubs and classes and stuff. It was a big campus, but also like the group that big, you know, it's also small. You know, you're going to connect with people in different ways. Yeah, you'd be surprised who you realize like, oh, I share this class or I share this club membership or we have the same mutual friends. Exactly, exactly. Oh, speaking of mutual friends, I just remembered something. Uh, the whole pitch of Cooper saying, I have to leave at Final Tribal, not Final Tribal, Final yeah. Immunity, because of 
an interview talk, and the one thing he was scared about was that Andrew's girlfriend name was on the list of people. That's pretty so, funny. Did you realize that, or was it like a constant, like, maybe he's telling the truth, maybe he's not, I'll know when it happens. So, that one, it wasn't really, the edit kind of disguised it, it, it a bit to make it, I think, maybe more dramatic, but I did know um, all along that it was fake. Uh, and actually, it was, it was another wrinkle this whole thing is, uh, basically, my, my goal, the final five week, the whole, my entire goal was, I need Cooper to think that I am against Leia and Bree. That way, at Final Four, I wanted Cooper to think it was a 2-2 with me and his side. Um, and the way I did that was by basically pretending like the girls wanted him out and I wanted Andrew out and that I was going to, like, save him. Even though all along, the three of us were like, okay, we need to get rid of Andrew. He's the bigger threat. That was kind of decided instantly at Final Five. But I was like, well, I have an opportunity here to make Cooper think that I'm on his side and give me an advantage in the Final Four because he'll think that, if he thinks that I'm on his side, he'll be more likely to drop. And so the entire week was built around me trying to make Cooper trust me. And he had this whole thing with the class, right? I was a little bit suspicious of it. Maybe he was like, oh, maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. But we had a meeting at right kind of like near before tribal, the one where we made the deal where I was like, all right, Cooper, like, I don't know if this class is real or not. Like, and if I'm going to help you out, I need you to be hundred percent honest with me. Like, show me your phone right now. Like, show me your group chats with your class. Like, prove it to me. Like, ask them right now, like, what should we be wearing for the presentation, whatever. He's like, yeah, I, I can't do that. And I was like, why can't you do that? He's like, it, because it's made up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks for telling me that. He's like, and I basically said, like, listen, Cooper, like, I have your back. So you need to make fake screenshots of about your presentation with, like, your group chat. And then give and then you can send them to Leia and Bree and then I'll back you up and say that they're real. I'll say that I saw them myself and that they're real. And I basically said that like so you need to make all these fake screenshots, send them out and then I will have your back and that way Leia and Bree will believe that you do have a presentation and they'll be more likely to save you. And then this whole time, you know, obviously I'm lying. I go back to Leia and Bree, I'm like, yeah, like I I was able to confirm Cooper's class is fake. Um, but I have all just play along. I have all these screenshots. So let's just like pretend that we believe them. That way Cooper thinks that I'm on his side. So it was all just a big scheme to make Cooper think <laughs> that I was with him when I really wasn't. Um, you and you know, that, the way that the episode showed it a little more ambiguous. I think it was more entertaining that way. Um, but that's really what it was. You made that poor man make all those screenshots. Yeah. Do all this stuff. <laughs> For pretty much nothing. This why I could potentially have a better chance of winning the challenge when he didn't step off anyways. Felt bad for Andrew, too, because that tribal council, you know, he's freaking out. He thinks that his game is, like, you know, on the verge of collapsing at this tribal council when, like, all this had been decided well in advance. Where it's just we're all just, like, acting to make Cooper trust me more. And it really has nothing to do with Andrew. But he's like, Brady, 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 like, you can't make us go. Like, please, like, we need oh, to just keep going. And, like... I'm like thinking like, Andrew, like, don't worry about it. Like nothing you can do will save you at this point. Like you're going home anyways. Like this is all fake. But, you know, little did I know that Brie actually was thinking of flipping and like that Brie actually may have flipped if this fake fight didn't happen. I didn't know any of that. But, uh, you know, inadvertently that fight ended up saving Brie Leia's life. (laughs) 
Uh, that was a little annoying, like, Andrew trying to stop the hosting. <laughs> it like, was. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. Like, mate, that tribal has gone on for 30 minutes. People have lives to live. Five, an extra five minutes is not going to convince these people. Well, I, I actually... But maybe I, it would have convinced Bree. He was saying, like, we're going to be here all night anyways. Because instantly after that tribal council is when we did the challenge. Um, we really went from that tribal council instantly to the challenge. So Andrew's saying, like, we're going to be here all night anyways. Like, can we just, like, why are you trying to speed up tribal? And I, I actually agree with him, you know? I still think that the final four music should have been the cube one. That would have been good. I think it was under construction at the time, so I don't think it would have ah, been an option. Uh, funny, they had to go for the story. <laughs> funny side note on on that, though. Uh, th there's... I had, a, I had a little plan in my head that I ended up not doing because I thought it was a little bit too cruel was uh, I was going to tell Cooper right before tribal council, like, I will save you at this tribal council, but only if you come wearing only a t-shirt and shorts and nothing <laughs> else, and no jacket allowed. And if you come wearing a jacket or snow pants or anything, like you're gone. Um, and then using that to like gain an advantage in the challenge, like making Cooper do it in t-shirt and shorts um that way he'd get like too cold so i almost said that and then i realized like okay that's a little bit it's a little bit cruel plus like he's probably just gonna like cheat and like hide a jacket somewhere else and like pick it up after tribal council if i say that um i didn't trust that cooper wouldn't just like or text his roommate or something like oh bring me my jacket please so i was like okay whatever no point in going through with that but i did consider briefly like oh like i should tell cooper like oh i'm only gonna bring it oh like you need to come shirtless like you need to come in your underwear <laughs> You're wearing anything other than underwear, tribal council, like you're gone. That's it. I almost oh. I was like, that'd be kind of funny if I told him that. Start the season shirtless, end the season shirtless. It was, you know, another one of those little half baked ideas I threw out to my producer chat and didn't end up doing. <laughs> now I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, it'll probably be way too beam, but maybe production should like do a challenge where it's like stand out in the cold, but like no coat, no winter wear, just like a pair of shorts. And a top, and let's see how long you last. That's probably yeah. too mean. I mean, yeah. it'd be interesting for sure. And I think that safety is the bigger concern, right? Like, you know, people would <laughs> yeah. literally get frostbite. Yeah. Surviving a tribal, surviving hypothermia. Yeah. Very no, choice of the option. <laughs> and it was an intense challenge. I mean, shout out to to Brady. Also, he was there that entire time. I mean, it had to have been very boring for him. I remember, like, yeah, yeah like, at one point, like, middle of the night, Brady, there was, like, steps kind of I could see near uh, near the statue. Brady just spent, like, a solid half hour, like, walk down the steps, walk up, jog down the steps, <laughs> jog back up, jog down, jog up, keep himself awake. And I was just, like, all I could do was just, like, watch him and count how many times he was going up and down, keep myself entertained. I was, like, one. Two, two, three, four, and Cooper guessing... talking about prime numbers. He, he started going like three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen, seventeen. He went he, and he would just like kept going up. He got into like the hundreds, and like that was all I had to keep myself entertained. Like listening to Cooper say prime numbers and watch Brady like jog up and down stairs for like hours on end. I'm guessing you guys weren't allowed to bring headphones. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't. 
Yeah, because every time somebody mentions these on endurance challenge, I'd be like, well, if I just put a pair of earphones, turn on the music, and then I'll be fine for like a good while. Then I'm like, is that against the rules? Plus, I don't get to listen to anyone trying to make deals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that listen to that. It just reminds me of what I used to do in my old job when I was like very bored. When I'd be um, I had to, like do stock and fill things up. And while I was like counting, I just start listing off Survivor seasons elimination orders. Yeah, yeah, so, stuff like that. Whatever it takes to keep your mind occupied, it really is mental, you know. Yeah, I'd be going like Sarah, Jonathan, Shay, Nikita, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I run out of Survivor seasons. I'm like, well, next reality show. Yeah, move on to the next one. Start going backwards. Yeah. Backwards, uh, forwards. Every second person vote counts, just anything to keep your mind occupied. Yep, yep. I remember being like, Cooper, tell me your life story. And he's like, <laughs> no, I don't feel like it. Three, five, seven. Like, okay. <laughs> that is my life story. Yeah. See, Cooperbot doesn't have life stories, just numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. He's like, no, 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 you want a life story, talk to Leia. I'm, I'm all about the numbers. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was that question in the uh, Google document? It was like the, for the final. It's like which game style was better, Leia's or Cooper's? And I remember answering neither. Yeah, <laughs> they both lost. I mean, that's fair. It's a valid way of thinking about it, right? I mean, they both went far. Leia gave, maybe got a little closer to winning, but neither of them did win. I think you yeah. need to have both. Yeah, I think that's great way of saying this like they were both the far ends of the spectrums like cooper was like too game body and leo was like i don't want to say too emotional uh what's yeah. what for? whatever the opposite of a game body is she was too much of that and you kind of yeah. need to be in the middle i i uh, think so that's the way i played it at least you know you, you yeah. need to have i think that there's okay ultimately I, I think i do if i were to lean one way or the other would probably lean more towards the leia side of like Loyalty ultimately is what will make get you far in the game. If you look at every single past season of Survivor Michigan, at least, it's always a duo that makes it. It's, you know, uh, I mean, you had Leia and Mitch, you had Trask and Thal, you had like uh, Nick and Mallory in season two, you had Devin and Dylan, you had uh, Dale and Shannon. And this season, you have like me and Leia. Um, you need to have that. You duo. and Adam, Cooper, you know? Andrew. Yeah, the duos are the duos and the trios, like, Having like loyalty is what will make get you far in the game, and having absolute trust will get you far. And all the winners like had that duo, and that got to the end with it. So I do think that loyalty is extremely important, but at the same time, like you also do need to make tough decisions sometimes too. Sometimes you need to go against the loyalty and and make the tough decisions. And I think you do need to always have uh the strategy like you need to always be asking yourself like if your move is the best strategic move for your game and i think that for me i try to find the balance between like i want to play loyal but i also need to like always think about whether this move is the best for my game strategically and i think that uh finding that balance is is hard and I, I definitely wasn't perfect at it but you know i i did i did see even watching back like i i agreed with different things that both leia and cooper said i think they're both right it's so funny that those two are like they came in as like the pair and like the friends yeah. and had like the complete opposite strategy. That's how it goes. You know, it is really interesting to see that. I think that is more 
I think it was more interesting to see it play out that way than if they would have just been uh, loyal to each other the entire time. Yeah. Kind of wish they were just against each other from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, make true. the entire season Cooper versus Leia. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Everyone was like Aaron versus Emily. No, it's Cooper versus Leia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Aaron. Aaron. Both uh both went out a bit earlier than we all thought. Yeah, all, both of them because of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, being a two-time Survivor Michigan winner, yes, we're counting 2.5. Sure. I mean, the only two-time Michigan I'll winner. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> beating Cooper again. Although you didn't have, like, half of the Zoopers being like, yeah, we're very anti-Cooper. Well, that's the thing is that in that season, 2.5, um, you know, it, it was almost, it's funny how it actually does have a parallel to season five and that there's whoopers, you can kind of like draw a parallel to the anti-friends alliance for both times. You have someone in the final three who essentially refused to work with people that were like outside of their like immediate friend group or outside of their alliance. And if, by the time you get to the finals, it's gonna be hard to get those people to want to vote for you in the end. And I kind of saw an opportunity both times of like, well, I tried to work with the people in the house. I worked with the Swoopers. Like this time, like, oh yeah, I worked with Adam. I worked with Megan. I worked with Sarah. I worked with Kevin. Like there's something to be said about working with people that are outside of your immediate friends or outside of the people you come in knowing. Um, Cause you can then at final tribal, like I kind of made myself the alternative to that type of gameplay of only working with your friends. Yeah, I always say it's very important in Survivor. Like, you have to work with people on the bottom in some way, even if it's something small. Like like the Emily B vote, for example, working yeah. with Andrew and Megan. Uh, I always, um, I asked this question to Adam and Emily. Um, I know you, you, Adam and Megan, would have preferred Bailey to go in that situation. Yes. If you three would have went to Emily and said, hey, Cooper and Andrew are flipping on you to make you the target. Why don't you come with me, Adam and Megan, and we make it a four, three, two on Bailey. Do you think you would have done something like that? If you believed Emily would have flipped. If I believe she would have flipped, then yeah, definitely. I would have been open to that. That would have required a lot of trust on with both Emily and Megan, both of which I hadn't really worked with a ton. So I think that in that sense, it was, it would have been risky. But I definitely would have been open to that. Yeah, I wanted Bailey out more than anyone else. I wanted Bailey and Cooper out the most. So, you know, if there had been an opportunity to do that, I definitely would have done it. Yeah, I know Megan definitely would have been 100% built on Bailey since her boyfriend's the reason uh, her game was tanked. Um, yeah. And when I, asked, when I asked this to Emily, she said it would have depended on the time. Like it was like five minutes before tribal or closer to tribal, she probably wouldn't have done it. But if it was like earlier, she would have definitely considered it. Interesting. And I think it would have been fine to go for since Andrew was the main target. So I was like, well, if everything goes wrong, it's just Andrew that goes home. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I, I think that, uh, yeah, and I, that has never crossed my mind. But uh, I like that scenario. Yeah, I think of way too many scenarios where my favorite doesn't leave. Well, not like my favorite, but like somebody yeah. I don't want to leave goes. Because, like, even when Sarah went, I was thinking of scenarios like Cooper could have done this and got someone like Adam gone. Or yeah. maybe Andrew could have said these words to where Cooper takes Leia's vote and not Lucy's. And Lucy and Andrew just vote Leia. 
you know, very impossible things. It's pretty yeah. much like, I want my, this is my scenario on where the people I want to go far, go far. And that uh, logic doesn't play, play tense into this. So do you hold it over Sarah and Jack's head, the fact that you won and they didn't? Nah, I don't really, uh, don't, I don't. I mean, they both voted me off, so there's not only so much I can say. Yeah. It's like, you guys voted me off. I actually won. I did. They, yeah, well, they still, they did vote me off. They did vote me off. But it's, I think I say they were more even. Maybe I'm, yeah. I could, I always could bring it up if I needed to, you know, so it's still there. <laughs> But just to prove a point. Just I like, prove a well, point. I won. You did. I won my second time. You didn't. Exactly. And then Sarah should have answered Maggie. No wait, is it? Was it? She should have answered Maggie, or she answered Maggie and it was wrong. I think that it was that she should have answered. I thought it was Mike that she scratched out. Um. Uh. Yeah. I think it was she should have answered Mike, but she answered Maggie, and it was yeah, the wrong yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Maggie ultimately took her out. Sarah played an excellent game. I can't, I can't give her too much shit. And Jack, you know, yeah. he came in with a really tough scenario in season four, being one of only four producers versus like a whole season of people returning is a bit different. But yeah, yeah the best he could being on El Norte. Oh god, that tribe! <laughs> I think it is statistically the worst tribe, like statistically, because then they lose. Like, yeah. Surprising. I mean, also, I, do I don't agree get going in a bit here but do you have uh oh, sorry no, I, keep dragging I, would, I would i could talk forever on all this stuff but uh you have any like any last questions anything else you wanted to ask before i leave um uh being put on the spot this is why i wouldn't do good in a final tribal council uh i guess just your overall michigan experience now that it's over any final words to give out to the audience? Yeah, I mean, it it meant a lot to me, and it still does. I, I really appreciate uh, everyone who has, like, watched the seasons and engaged with it. Um, it means a lot. It, it, this, this whole series, Survivor Michigan, means a lot to me just because I've always loved Survivor. Like I said, the Final Tribal. It's been my dream since I was a kid to play it, and I felt like I did get to fulfill that. And, um, you know, the people within Survivor Michigan have become, you know, lifelong friends to me. And I just love all the people that have been involved with it. So I think that's why another reason why it's just so special to me. So it, it's really cool that I got to like share that, share that experience with everybody. And, um, you know, what, I'm just glad that people have been able to watch it and engage with it. And, you know, whether or not you uh, are happy that I won or happy what happened with all stars, I'm just glad that you watched it in the first place. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of other seasons that are great that came out that you can watch if you haven't seen them. And there's plenty more coming in the future uh, that I guarantee are excellent. I'm really excited for uh, the generation two seasons to start coming out next. So, Definitely watch those. Um, I know there's a lot of questions people sent in in the poll for, for myself and for the other finalists. So 
tune in to keep your torch lit. I'll be talking through those. And Lee, if you have any more questions that come to mind that you forgot to ask, send those to me and I'll make sure I answer them on, uh, on KYTL. So those are my thoughts for now. Really appreciate you uh, having me on here because I've, I've watched LRG for a while now throughout all the seasons. So it's really cool to be able to get on here myself. Yeah, thanks, Sam, for coming on. Uh, Survivor Michigan is what got me into the College Survivors as well. It was the first, season one was the first College Survivor I've ever watched. Uh, I still say season two is one of my favorite seasons. It's the best Michigan season. It has it in the title. So, And like you, Jack, and Sarah were some of my favorites overall in Michigan. So I was like, okay, I couldn't get it with Jack. Sarah's not coming back. Let's go, Sam. You're three... Three for yeah. three, and yay, it came true. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, like uh, Sam said, if you have any more questions for him or any other of the finalists, uh, go to the KYTL podcast. Yeah, wait, K- is it KT? Keep your torch lit. If you're talking about losing your tattoo, it's KTYL, though. TYL. Yeah, that's why I was getting confused. Like, like, okay, wait, wait, which is the right one and which is the tattoo one? So you yeah. go to KTYL, uh, this small podcast that you probably never heard of. Uh, Sam features on it so they can get the publicity rating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's actually... Uh, really good. I tuned into you, you, Jack, Sarah, or whoever is recording at the time to get the other players' perspectives and also what questions not to ask or repeat. Yeah. No, I definitely not. Appreciate you listening. Yeah, definitely not stealing content with the placement rankings. No, not at all. Not, completely original. No, no such thing as stealing content. I mean, we're all just no. here talking about Call Survivor, and I'm glad that. Uh, there's all that. I'm glad the content is out there. Yeah. Oh, one last question. What did you spend your winnings on? Uh, p- probably uh, just espresso royale. Probably <laughs> coffee or something. Probably pay myself back for all the coffees that I bought. <laughs> I mean, starts there, ends there. That's where most, that's where the big alliance came from. Exactly. So, yeah, thanks again, Sam, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see See you next time where I can hopefully wrangle up some other Michigan players to talk to. All right. Thanks for having me on, Lee. Nice to talk. You as well. And bye, everyone. See you whenever. (laughs) Peace out.